0: a podcast that delves into the intricacies of love and relationships and shows that love is love no matter how you identify. I'm your host, Katie Hennessy, and on today's episode, we're exploring the topic of breaking up in your late 20s. I've invited one of my close friends, Victoria, on today to talk about her experience of going through a breakup of a seven-year-long relationship at 26. So I've got Victoria here can say hi to everyone. Hi. Hi, I'm Victoria. So to start off, I ask everyone what their pronouns are. uh, Yeah, it's a she. I
1: identify as a she.
0: Okay, great. And I would love to know about your story. So what you sort of do now and how you came to do that, I guess. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, All right. it's a big question. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I'm Victoria. Um, right now I live in Paris. And I guess we will talk about kind of how I ended up here also, because uh, it's part of the story. Yeah. Um, just to tell you a little of myself, I work as a creative strategist. I have a lot of projects. Yeah. I'm very creative and I do a lot of stuff. Um Also, why I want to participate in this
0: podcast. It's a great idea. Thanks. Um, So (laughs) my favorite of your projects is happiness in this club. Um, I love that feel of the Instagram. It's always one of the first thing that pops up on my feed when I go in. And I'm so grateful for that positivity. So I'd love to know how you um, started this Instagram and what it is is and what you hope people sort of get from it
1: well so the right now it's a instagram um where i basically share small uh, quotes or small tips and tricks on how to be happy i think the whole concept of happiness is something that a lot of people strive for but doesn't necessarily it okay so like to explain it a little better it's the way I see it is that happiness is something that happens in your daily life. And what I want to do with this um, Instagram right now is just to make people more aware of what happiness is, because happiness is not some huge concept that exists out of your uh, reachability. You can to it's like being grateful, making a list every day, "Oh, I'm happy because I drank this cup of coffee. So I just want to remind people that happiness comes in small shapes and uh, yeah, I don't know how to explain it better, but.
0: I love that. I love that so much. And so is happiness something that you, like when you started the Instagram, uh, was that something that you were trying to teach yourself as well? And you used this as a tool to not only remind other people, but sort of find within yourself. I
1: think from what I experienced with my breakup and also what I've experienced uh, in my life in terms of other hardships, something that really helps me is to wake up every day and to, to write a uh, um, gratitude list. So basically, the whole idea of this Instagram account was to share people's grateful lists. Because mm-hmm. I do think it's extremely interesting if you ask people what makes you happy every person is always going to have a different answer. And for people to be more aware of what, what made you happy today, you know, like if I were to, to make a list right now, it's okay, my Christmas tree makes me really happy. When I woke up and I saw my Christmas tree, or the fact that I have a Coca-Cola in the fridge, like that makes <laughs> me happy. And that is part of my happiness. And my goal with this account is just to make people more aware of that happiness exists. In your daily life, in the small things, it's not something you don't have to go to a yoga retreat in Bali to find happiness. It's like something that is in your daily life.
0: Yeah, that's great. Mm. And you were saying that this sort of came from your breakup. So I think it's a interesting way to dive into it. Um, what was your major relationship and how long, like, how did that happen? How did you meet um, who was that person to you?
1: Right. So basically, I'm 28 now. I'll be 29 in some a week. Um, but we uh, crazy. <laughs> Oof. No. Ma'am. So I met my ex when I was 18, and I was uh, I was a complete different person. I see that now. But I met him when I was 18. He was older than me cool he smoked like did skateboarding like all those things that I didn't do because I'm you know when I was younger and I mean still to this day I'm I'm a super nerd I love to study I love to learn new things I come from a home where we had very good manners and this guy was just so different so I think I completely fell for that and also we had some struggles in the beginning. It wasn't like we saw each other and we just fell in love. It was like a, you know, like on and off uh, battle. And this, this whole dynamic when you were younger was super intriguing, I guess.
0: Yeah. Is that, yeah. do you think that that was your idea of like a relationship? Like this on and off drama filled? like, is that what you thought like a relationship was meant to be like?
1: I think so because you know I've always like read all of these romantic books and saw like The Notebook or I don't even know I was obsessed with watching The OC when I was younger <laughs> and I mean and I mean like nothing was easy.
0: Yeah. You know
1: so like it made sense to to have a, a little drama and difficulty and be different and and also I think I had this whole idea of of finding a guy that I wanted to save mm-hmm. it's something I've reflected upon now when i'm older. Um, I think my younger self really wanted to be the kind of girl who who turned a a bad boy into a a lover, or you know like I was on this mission of of rescuing another person, which now I really have changed my mind completely. Like now I want a guy who have their shit together, you know, like that is attractive to me. But before, I don't know, this this idea was very interesting.
0: Yeah, I can relate to that so much. I don't know what we were watching or doing that gave us that (laughs) idea, but I can totally relate to that. Um, So at what point did you guys become serious and... Or was it throughout the whole relationship that it was on and off?
1: No, I mean, it was on and off um, for some years. And in between, I mean, we met, we slept together, we spent time together. Then there was some drama. Uh, Then we didn't talk. I started dating his friend. You know, it was like all of this mess, kind of. Um, But then I guess we finally arrived at a point where, okay... We should stop this this game we're playing and just um, uh, be with one another. But -hmm. it was also a little complicated because I didn't live in Norway. So for your listeners, I'm from Norway. Um, But at this time, I didn't live in Norway. I was going to school in New York. So we kind of decided also not only to be together, but to also be together in a long distance relationship.
0: Wow. That's huge. That's yeah. a huge but commitment to go from I like know. on and off to being in a long distance committed relationship. What was that transition yeah. like?
1: Um, Honestly, for me, it worked out quite well because I was going to school. I was really busy. So I didn't really have time to, or I mean, this is the way I saw it at this time. It was very convenient for me to know that I had somebody that was in love with me, that loved me, that I could talk to every day, um, and I could just focus on my school. But of course, there were periods period of time of this long-distance relationship that, that was also horrible, and I'm sure very toxic, because maybe me, if I wouldn't have been in a relationship with him, maybe I would have seen more of uh, New York, where I lived, or, you know, dated in New York. Like, I never got to experience that, because I was in a relationship with him um, for the whole time of my studies.
0: And did you feel like you didn't know each other as well because you'd spent so much time apart?
1: Not really. I think I felt like we knew each other very well, but this was also, I mean, what happened was that I think we went from being very independent to becoming extremely codependent on each other, especially I'm I'm not talking for for him. I'm just talking from my point of view. And when I moved back from New York, first of all, I was miserable because I didn't want to leave New York in the first place. Mm -hmm. I wanted to stay there to work. That's where I had all of my friends. And then all of a sudden, I had to move back to Oslo. And kind of all I had was this relationship. Of course, I have friends in Oslo. but, But I started resenting him. And the relationship, actually, because of this. Because I felt so dependent on us living together, of the relationship was why I was in Oslo. And then if we were fighting, I was immediately thinking, okay, fuck you, I'm gonna, why am I here? It's just because of you and you're not even trying to make me happy. You know, it was like a very evil spiral and not fair to the other person.
0: Yeah, but even though that was happening and you were having these thoughts and arguments, in your mind, did you ever th- think of breaking up with him or you were in it, like, for good? Honestly,
1: um, I think I was in it for good. Like, I was ready to work things out. I really felt like this was the person I wanted to spend my life with. Um. I was I was I was sure that because you know that but maybe this is also a fantasy that stuck with me from from my teenage love with him. But I had this fantasy that because of all of the hardships that we had been going through, back and forth, other people, but then we had arrived and we were finally together. That that meant that we were gonna be together forever. Like I really had this idea that. There is one person for you. And like my ex was the
0: one. Yeah. Where do you think that idea came from?
1: Definitely from all of the books I read when I was (laughs) younger
0: and like
1: Disney movies and like all the shit I've been feeding to my brain.
0: We can definitely blame uh, Disney for our (laughs) relationship choices.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Um. So when did it get to a point where you did eventually break up?
1: Well, I, for me, it was, I still experience it, um, or I look back at the experience as a little dramatic because basically what happened in my point of view was that it just happened from one day to another. So Mm -hmm. I view, I I can be honest about this, I still view um, that he was the one who left me. I yeah. still feel like I was ready to work it through. I was open to talk. And I, I just feel like he bottled, he bottled up a lot of emotions. And then he just one day exploded and there was no way of going back. Mm-hmm. So there was, yeah, so it's, it was definitely like a communication problem that I realize now.
0: <laughs> and so, yeah you tried talking to him and saying like did you ever try and um ask him to go to a couple's therapy or like for him to see a therapist or and he was just like no
1: I mean the thing is he was very it was like for me it was like from one day to another then after I don't even kind of remember because it was all in a blur and I, I had a really hard time with this breakup because I mean this is also just to like give some more information but I have other problems in my life that I was dealing with at this time and I really needed him in my life I felt that he was my rock he was like my future for him it just seemed like there was no no way of of talking about it no way of I mean he told me Okay, like the standard this has nothing to do with you it's me I'm gonna go see a therapist you know he wrote me a letter like he was gonna go see a therapist Uh, like some shit like in two in sorry I'm laughing but it's just in two in two years we're gonna get back together like don't worry you know like I mean his mind was also all over the place I don't even think the guy knew what he was yeah. doing himself but But what happened afterwards was that there was no no, um, conversation. There was Mm -hmm. no communication. It was him making a decision. And then after that, it was just like, okay, him finding a new apartment, me having to sell all of our furniture. You know, it it was, I don't know, it was like set in stone.
0: Yeah. How did you begin to process that? Or were you just in... Like survival mode of like, okay, I've got to do this. I've got to pack up the apartment and all of that. Or like, how do you, how do you even begin to process something like that from one day to the next? Having a seven year relationship and then nothing.
1: I mean, honestly, to be dead honest, I was a mess for like three months.
0: Yeah,
1: I like I I I mean I it was I think I still have trauma from it, but you. What you were saying is also like, yes, you do go into a survival mo- mode. But for the first two months, I was literally just laying, <laughs> laying on the floor, smoking cigarettes, just staring up in the ceiling and just like, I mean, it's a cliche, but like the cliche happened. I really yeah. felt like I was like, I really felt that I was going to die almost of like so much pain. and 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 also at this time, I mean... I was 26 and, and in Norway, you know, like all of my friends, they were in relationships. Some of them, them are a little older than me. They they had started to get married, to have children. And for me to just like get this, okay, like this is the guy that I, that I am saving up money to buy an apartment with. This is the guy I want to be the dad of my children. Like I'm thinking in those, in that direction. And and to just all of a sudden realize that like you lose, like I just felt like I lost everything and not only the my boyfriend, but the, the place I I lived, uh, my, my, my future, you know, all of the yeah. visions I had for my future just from one day to another were not there anymore. It's not possible because the guy doesn't want to.
0: He basically saw your timeline and ripped it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was kind of like he he changed personality from one day to another. It was like if he was the guy that I knew and that I loved so much to just another person. And, and, And I mean, in some ways, I'm sure this actually happened because I know in psychology, you know, like maybe he had to put up this new personality to be able to deal with the situation also. Because I know that the situation was not super easy from him. For for him either, yeah. But it was really fucking weird for me to like sit there and and be with this guy who I've known for seven years, and I don't even understand what he's saying. Or
0: yeah, it's really hard to go from that point of literally having someone as your best friend and telling each other everything, and you you know everything about them to having a stranger sit across you, and the fact. I feel like the fact when you're broken up with and you're that person that has been broken up with, you look at that person that you love and you spent all these years with and and you're like, how could you just end this? Like, was any of it true? Like, what parts of you did I not know? Because this came out of nowhere. So what else were you like keeping behind these ideas?
1: Yeah, yeah and the, and, it's, it, and it's actually exactly that that was hard for me because I'm all for communication you know mm-hmm. like if you have a problem just tell me so I can try to change it if you don't like the way I'm treating you please just tell me so I can change it because we are in a relationship and yeah. what I felt with, with this person was that he didn't even give me a chance to try to I mean I just felt like the seven years we had spent together was not worth it just because something was feeling a little off right mm-hmm. now. And f- for him, it was just easier to, to throw it out the window. Or and, and this still to this day, I mean, it's been like two years now. It's almost three years ago. And still to this day, I'm just so upset that, that this person that knew everything about me, that was so close to me, just didn't even want to talk.
0: And so what was your next step? Like, how did you end up in Paris?
1: <laughs> well, basically what happened was that, so after so I spent uh, five years living in New York. And after New York, I moved back to Oslo, kind of to, you know, like be a little in Norway, to, to see my friends and to establish this relationship with my ex. And when he decided that this is over, um, okay, we have to... You know, we lived together, we had furniture together, we had we had lived together for 2 years, I think. And basically what happened was that when he decided that this is over, for me Oslo was over. Cuz yeah. I didn't want to be there in the first place. Yeah. So so what I did was that I quit my job. I had a really <laughs> nice job that I actually liked a lot with great colleagues, um, super fun. But I quit my job. I sold all of our furniture to make a long story story short. What happened was that I I, I went here on vacation. I, I came to Paris on vacation just to like get away from Oslo, um, you know, get my mind on something else because I was completely wrapped up in the breakup. Like I couldn't focus on anything else. So I came to Paris on vacation for a week. I was visiting my friend. Um, saw the city and then I just decided you know what I'm just gonna move to Paris because
0: yeah why Why am I
1: gonna like (laughs) why why not I'm gonna I, I know myself if I stay in Oslo I'm not gonna be able to focus on anything it's gonna be really difficult for me to to continue to grow and be me because I'm gonna be so focused on this person um so I actually saw it as the only solution to like survive kind of to move away from Oslo and to move away from our mem- memories basically. Yeah. And I know that sounds dramatic. It's like I understand that when you break up with somebody it's not the not everyone can just move to another city but I just really saw it as the only solution to how I could keep uh, moving forward from this breakup.
0: Yeah. And that's when we really clicked is, um, because I saw a lot of myself in you as well. Like even though I had done it in my early twenties, I had done the exact same thing. I'd gone through a breakup, realized that my passions couldn't be fulfilled in that town. And yeah, also, I could not stand the thought of seeing that person again, right, so I, I moved to another country as well with a different language, yeah. and it's it's <laughs> when you get there, you're just like, also, I did it in the middle of winter on the other side of the <laughs> world, and I'd never experienced a European winter, so yeah. it's like you get there, you're all excited, and then you finally get there, and you're just like, why did I do this to myself. (laughs) Like I'm going through a breakup. I've uh, got seasonal depression. I've got no friends. I don't speak the language. (laughs) How did you, how did you begin to create a life here and take on that extra emotional burden of building up everything from the bottom up to the top again?
1: I think, honestly, it was the easiest way for me to get over this person was to just, like, completely put my mind in a challenge that was so big that I didn't even know how the fuck I would do it. Yeah, You know, because, like, I mean, I know you shared this with me, the whole French language is a barrier, you know, you don't speak the language, you're just, like... I mean, you're in a completely new... um society and I think I really needed that just to mm. be able to to wrap myself so much in the thought of 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 learning a new language, being in another culture, meeting new people and not think about the the life that I could have had because for me that is also what happened was that I experienced a lot of grief with losing this person because I was twenty six. He was thirty. I mean, I thought we were ready to, to you know, like yeah, have children soon. Buy, like I mentioned earlier, buy an apartment together. Like really, do these kind of adult, um,
0: adult things. Yeah, I kind of find it like. Like you said, it is a grief that you have to go through because it's a grief of a relationship that you will never get back. Even if you do get back together, it will never be the same as it was before. So you're grieving that. And to be in that space that you've shared with them, it's literally like having a ghost. <laughs> like you have yeah. all these memories that are like ghost memories walking around. Exactly. And it's creepy. Like
1: Exactly. <laughs> No you know and something that is important to mention also it's like I am from Scandinavia, and we do things a little different there, like most of my friends they own an apartment, most of my friends now they have children, so so for me, it was hard to stay in Oslo because i didn't I haven't gone to school in Oslo i don't know people that are similar to me, I only know my friends from a long, long time, and I mean. I love them. We are similar, but at the same time we are we are at completely different stages in our life. So for me if I would have continued to stay in Oslo, it would just have been such a mirror um effect to see them accompl- accomplishing and doing all of the things that I thought that I was going to do. Yeah. So that's why you know, so like if I would have stayed in Oslo and I see my friends getting married, buying apartments with their lovers, having children, I would just have, I don't know, I just needed to to go somewhere else. And I knew that in, in Paris, I had some friends bef- from before that are my my age, but more similar to me. We, we, you know, they party, they don't really think about having children right now. Uh, just more close to to where I am, and that's exactly what I needed to do. I just needed to go somewhere and, and forget this whole idea of, of marriage and children and living together and and that you suck if you don't have that uh, before you're
0: 30. Like, where do you see yourself now? Do you, I know that this is something that we've spoken about a lot the past few weeks, but do you have like before you had this timeline in your head of how you saw things playing out, have you totally like thrown that out? And you're just like, I'm just going to go with the flow now because you never know what the fuck's going to happen. Or do you still have that planning mentality? And if so, what, what does your plan look like now?
1: I mean, honestly, I'm questioning it a lot, which I think is very good. I'm very happy to have arrived at this where I'm questioning my future, where I don't necessarily see myself as, if I don't do this, I am a failure. Because that's, I arrived in Paris with this mindset. I I hated my age. I I was 26. I felt that 26 was like the end of the world. Uh, The older I'm becoming, the worse it gets. And I mean, now with a lot of self-help, and also I do go see a, a psychologist and we work a lot around this issue, this whole like the way you, you, but it's also, I don't know, it's hard also because it's part of the society, you know, like the wife, uh, kid, uh, I don't know, this whole structure that we're supposed to live. If not, we're miserable.
0: Yeah. But
1: I definitely don't think about it so much anymore I'm just like more focused on happiness in this club doing my projects being with my friends and then okay like as long as I'm happy today what does it matter what happens uh, when I'm 30 or tomorrow or you know I I just really try to be grateful for each
0: day I love that so much especially during the times that we're in it is you know grateful to be here every day and for me, something that actually came to me during the end of my last relationship was someone asked me, just a simple question, are you happy? And I never actually asked myself that. I was on this trajectory and this timeline of the same as my friends and also with an older guy and thinking that we were going to go the same way as everyone else. And this person that I didn't even know I was interviewing them. And they were just like, but are you happy? And I was like, actually, I'm not. Like, are, <laughs> yeah. That was a, such an obvious question to ask yourself, but I don't think a lot yeah. of people do. And I make a point of doing it every month now and just checking in and saying, am I happy? If it, the answer is no, what can I do to change it? Because yeah, like, and what. Well. It's up to you in the end. Like, obviously everyone has different circumstances and I'm super privileged to have been able to change those things. Um, But it is something that I really recommend people do, like you say.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's also about, I mean, I'm learning a lot about this now and I'm working on this, but it's also to set boundaries for yourself and to understand, you know, who you are and what makes you happy and, and, and where you are going in your life. Not necessarily. Um, I mean, I don't know how to explain it because as I said, I'm still working to understand this better, but I'm just before I was just kind of in this relationship. And I felt that if I wasn't in this relationship, everything else would be bad. Yeah. Whereas now I'm trying to be more mindful and, and do what you just said, you know, ask yourself, are you happy? Is this, person making you happy
0: it's amazing that you are seeing a psychologist and that you had that initiative to do that not initiative incentive to do that Um, how has that helped you in other parts of your life (gasps) no it's crazy I'm really realizing that
1: everything is connected (laughs) and no that's my that, that is what I that's my biggest take on, on, I mean, every person's journey with another, um, with a therapist is different. But like for me especially, I'm just realizing that, okay, it's, it's all about how I see myself in the end, in my relationship, in my relationship with work, in my relationship with my friends. It, it comes from the inside. And this is something that really amazes me that I'm just realizing that if I take care of myself the things from the outside will also fall into place because I'm attracting the things that I deserve, the the things that I want. And and that's kind of what I meant earlier with setting boundaries that I I do think now if I look back at my relationship, you know, in the beginning of the breakup, I was was crying like, what did I do wrong? Blah, 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 blah. Um, This is perfect. Our relationship is perfect. But I see now that there are so many things that were so wrong if I would have been able to set more boundaries for myself also maybe this relationship actually would have ended even before it did
0: yeah I definitely think that I for I'm in the same boat I understand that because you if you check in with yourself and you're realistic and you're like okay I'm actually not Happy either in this relationship. This isn't serving me. This isn't the life that I actually want. Like you obviously wanted bigger things because you have gone on to do bigger things, and you're happy. So right, it was. I hate to say that, but it was meant to be. I guess in the whole scheme of things, because you never would have moved to Paris. I never would have met you.
1: (laughs) Right, and I. I mean, like us. This is extremely annoying for me, but like to admit, but you know, in the beginning of our conversation, I mentioned that he had said, you know, Victoria, this is really good for (laughs) you. This is the best for you. And like, I fucking admit to, I hate to admit, but like the guy knew me better, better than I knew myself. I wasn't able to set that boundary for myself. So he set that boundary in breaking up with me. And you know what? Thank you. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm. I mean, with all the respect to this guy, I still hope he's doing well, and I ha- and whatever this is. But like, I'm so happy that it also happened because he was able to set a boundary for me, so I could go on and do the things I wanted to do.
0: Yeah. Definitely. And in a
1: weird I don't know if it makes sense. No, like totally. it. Well, I my mean head. it makes
0: sense to me because I had the exact same thing happen to me. I never yeah I would have stayed in my town. I never would have reached the goals that I didn't even know I had. Right. Yeah, it's like once the world opens up to you and you start slowly doing the little things. I think it's just like doing the day-to-day things and then you start getting out so you like just selling the stuff in the apartment booking a ticket to Paris like all those little things Mm -hmm. made you realize you had the capability to do things on your own and without him and to build a timeline of your own
1: yeah and it was super important I mean this breakup was extremely important for who I am today because I'm able now to to set boundaries and also to know that I'm able to to be on my own because I mean I was in this very codependent relationship with this guy and I'm sure if we would have continued it would just have been I don't know I I don't even know but I'm just happy that this happened so I'm more aware of who I am what I want to do and not that I don't need another guy to feel like a woman or to feel like i'm on the right path in life because getting married having children it's beautiful but it but your your life is not shit if that doesn't happen to you if you choose another path that's okay and i'm just so happy that i'm that i'm that i've learned this
0: from this breakup also i think for me that really resonates because these all these extra things like getting married having kids they are really beautiful amazing things that happen in life or don't happen it's your choice but I think that what people need to remember is you only have yourself nothing is guaranteed and if you're good with yourself and you're happy with where you're at without another person influencing that you're always going to be okay. Like Once you have that other person that you rely upon for making decisions or um, your happiness and emotions, that can never be within your control. And so Mm. you can bring that back by just making your own decisions, having your own timeline, having your own goals, doing things that make you happy every single day. And then you're always going to be good. I think.
1: Yeah. And like, then you will also attract somebody, you know, you attract friends that are on the same frequency as you. Like I, I really believe in this whole idea of the energy you put out in the universe is the energy you get back. And I'm just noticing that now that like when I am doing good, doing me, believing in me, not worrying about my future, like stuff just comes. And there's really good stuff that is coming. And I, and I like it. That's so
0: great. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. Um, so we have a listener question and they've written in to say, I've just come out of a long-term relationship with my girlfriend and I'm struggling to get through the breakup. All I want to do is talk to her to fill this hole of loneliness I'm feeling. Oh. I To add to this, we have the same group of friends And I don't feel like I can go to any gatherings or talk to my friends out of fear of seeing her or hearing what she's doing. Help. What should I do? This is a girl, by the way, that's written in.
1: Okay. So the girl, so, okay. So she needs to, um, not identify the loneliness with this other person. The other person, in my opinion, is not going to make her feel better because the other person has already, it's, it's gone in in a way. Mm -hmm. So I don't know it's really hard to answer this but I think that she really just needs to maybe focus on on her hobbies do her things like this is such a cliche thing to say but just wrap your mind in something else travel see new places I mean now with the COVID yeah. <laughs> maybe a shit advice and then when you have your friends in common that I understand can be horrible but I mean she can't stop seeing her friends just because of this. So even if it's hard, maybe maybe choose some friends that might not see the other person a lot, you know? Like if there are some friends she's closer with that she can rely on, have like a... I mean, what I did was that I had like a small network of maybe four people that I really trusted and that I talked to a lot. And it was the same people for basically my whole breakup.
0: Yeah, and you knew, that, you knew that they weren't repeating that back to the person you were with. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For me, I think also putting in some boundaries with your friends, like saying, I know that this is coming out of a good place probably, but I don't want to hear about what my ex is doing. So yeah. just putting that boundary in place with your friends, saying, yeah, let's just not talk about this person, please, because right. it's hurting me and I need to get through the healing of this, I need to not hear about them.
1: Right, right. And I think it's very important to be clear also, you know, with your friends, how, what is best for you? Is it okay that they are asking you every day, how do you feel? Are you feeling okay? Or do you want them to just act a certain way? You know, like you can talk to your friends about how, what is best for you also in terms of how they act with the situation,
0: Definitely, because I know as as a friend who has seen my friends go through a breakup, you just want to help them and you want to help make them feel better. So just telling them, like you said, expressing what they can do, how they can assist you. Maybe, like you, maybe you need a text in the morning because you're missing that and you're used to having that from your girlfriend and just saying, hey, like it would be really nice if like you could just check up on me in the mornings because yeah. that's when I find it the hardest. Or if it's the night, have a, schedule a call or, like, a Zoom call if you're in lockdown or drinks if you're not in lockdown. Um, just to get through those few hours that are particularly the hardest, I found yeah. mine was the mornings. Um, yeah. And so I would just... I would just go for a run. Like I would, I would literally just run <laughs> to get like, to escape those thoughts. And then I yeah. would meet up with my friend for a coffee before starting work. Then I've started right. on a good note for the day. I've gotten through those hard hours and, yeah. um, yeah, also exercise. Like I'm not, I don't do exercise really anymore, <laughs> but during yeah. that time it helped me so much.
1: Yeah. And also, you know what I was thinking about now that really helped me is to write. And I mean, like, you know, if you want to text a person, don't text the person. Yes. But write write what you want to say. Write it in your notes. If you like to write by hand, just write it out. I mean, like, I have a billion notes on my phone that is, like, directed to my ex of things that I wanted to say. But I never sent it, but mm-hmm. you just get it out of your head and you get it out of your body, and it's like it's cleansing.
0: Or if you're dramatic like me, you write on a piece of paper and burn it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's also, I'm all for that.
0: <laughs> I like the um, dramatic split.
1: Really flush it in the toilet.
0: Yes, do what you gotta do. Um, yeah. I think also just knowing that it's completely normal to feel lonely you've gone from having this partner and best friend probably to literally overnight having that taken away and you did not decide it um and I think that's just going to take some time as annoying as that is to hear because I remember hearing that I remember I remember too (laughs) it's so true though every just see it day by day Don't think too far in advance. You'll get overwhelmed. But just say, okay, I woke up today, have something planned. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then it's the next day. And then you do it again. And every day will get easier.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I I really hated this whole, like, ah, give it time, you're going to be fine. But it really works. Like, from the bottom of my heart, time heals. And then... I don't know, like allow yourself to be sad also because it's normal. It's not like, it is a shock. It is, you, you go from, like you said, having somebody that is there for you. Maybe it's your best friend. And then the next day, uh, all of a sudden that person is gone. And, and like, it is natural to grief. And I mean, I think people just need to maybe talk more about this, that that it is like experience somebody dying because the person is actually, I mean, there's may, there's still here but they're gone yeah. so you are grieving and just allow yourself to be sad for some time
0: yeah I think that's a really key thing is for some time like what I did actually no I'm not even going to say this I did not do it my friend <laughs> put me in my place and I'm so grateful she did this at some point she, she was just like Katie I'm sick of hearing about it <laughs> And that was savage and I was just like, oh, my God. I felt like she just slapped me. Like I was crying. I was in the middle of crying. I was having a moment (laughs) and she was just like, I'm sick of hearing about it. Like I love you so much and I don't want to see you wallowing in this. So I need you to like come on, get your shit together. And I was like, at first I was really annoyed. I went (laughs) home and I was like, "That bitch, are you serious? And then I was like, yeah okay I want to keep my friends I know that this person is a beautiful support to me and a beautiful friend yeah. and so I am going to pick myself up off the ground and I'm gonna do little things that is gonna rebuild my life I started thinking about what do I really want what do you want right. in your life like what did you maybe put aside for this person and work towards that yeah
1: no, man, it's true. Like I mean, even though this this process is horrible and it's an awful state of mind, it is also a really good time to question yourself: What do you want? Who are you? What makes you happy? Now that this person is not feeling that that gap, what can you what can you fill that gap with to to be like sustainable on your own? Or you know?
0: Yeah, definitely, and I think. One other thing that I think is good from the get-go of the breakup, and I tell all of my friends this because I think it really saved my breakup from going completely toxic because I know myself at that time and I would have, I would have just blown it up much more than it needed to be. But basically what we did is we sat down and decided to unfollow each other Right. Maybe, if that person has a, a public profile, ask them to block you and do yeah. that for three months. Do not talk, no communication. Yeah. If you've got some stuff that you need to sort out, sort that out and then do this process of blocking yeah. on social media, maybe deleting their number so you don't call them and having your friend have their number that you can put in later. But three months is such a good time for healing. You will. You will have a routine outside of them at that point. You will have gotten friends that you can rely on. And you would have healed that initial break, I think, in your heart.
1: Yeah. No, it's uh, really, really good advice. I was lucky that this guy just blocked me on everything. (laughs) (laughs) So there was no way of contacting. But I'm just so happy he did it, actually, because I know that I might not... I mean, I would have just gone down the whole spiral of stalking and thinking that his life is so good. And and sometimes I did, and it's horrible. Just, like, cut the contact. It's definitely the best.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, do we have any other advice for her?
1: Treat yourself nice also.
0: Yeah. It kind of goes
1: back to what I said earlier with, like, allowing yourself to grieve. But, I mean, just, I mean, we live in a world where everything is, like, so fast all the time everybody has to be at their best all the time you have to work really hard but in the end you're with yourself and like what matters the most is is your own how you feel your health and just take time to treat yourself a little extra nicely right now in this period of time
0: yeah definitely I mean going through a breakup is hard at the best of times, let alone during COVID and a global pandemic. So you are doing well with whatever you are doing right now. If that is just watching Netflix, you're still doing something, you know, you're getting, you're getting by. And I think you said something really interesting is to protect your health and also protect your mental health. If you are struggling a little bit, I would recommend reaching out to a coach or a therapist and yeah. scheduling in with them and working through it that way. Cause that will be like, you were mentioning Victoria, that will be invaluable to the rest of your life and understanding your part in that relationship. Cause there's two sides to everything. Everyone plays a role understanding and acknowledging your part in the breakdown yeah. of the relationship and not bringing that into your next relationship
1: (laughs) right very important
0: where yeah no more emotional baggage or projecting please no 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 no. that's finished yeah (laughs) okay i think we're done um i will speak to you guys all next week and i'll have another beautiful guest come in and thank you victoria for spending your night with me (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to Calling All Lovers. You can find the links to Happiness In This Club and Victoria's personal Instagram in the description below. Please keep DMing our Calling All Lovers Instagram with your listener questions. I love answering them. I'll see you next week for another episode. Bye.